This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back here again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you for asking. Of course, I'm Rafael Di Furia. And today we wanted to talk about why it is that most Italians or people of Italian descent would probably qualify for Italian citizenship and get into a little bit of why Italian citizenship is one of the most open uh, citizenship by descent systems in the world, if not the most uh, open. So Marco, what would you say might be the largest contributing factor to this uh, system being the way that it is? So a lot of people of Italian descent, they contact us and they ask us, okay, I know that I have some Italian ancestry, an Italian ancestor who at some point uh, came over. Uh, I'm scared that it's going to be difficult for me to find information or meet the requirements or, or qualify. I don't speak Italian. I don't know how to go through the process. And, um, and of course, during this video, we don't want to talk about the process that you have to go through once you determine that you qualify for uh, citizenship. And we have talked about that process extensively in many videos, but I guess we want to focus on why is it that um, many Americans end up qualifying for Italian citizenship by descent, or in other words, they end up meeting the requirements that are set by the law. And let me start by saying that there is no generational limit to apply for Italian citizenship by descent. So no matter who is the Italian ancestor who was born in Italy and who went to America, uh, you can qualify for Italian citizenship by descent if you meet all of the other requirements. In other words, the number of generations itself is not an obstacle. And I know there are other um, countries that only allow people uh, that, have, that have ancestors from that country uh, to apply for citizenship by descent. There is generational limits, so only if they have a grandfather who was born in that country, or only if there is a um, great-grandfather who, however, registered the birth of the grandfather uh, during their life in the country of origin. So a lot of requirements in Italy, there is no such thing. So even if the person who emigrated to um, America is your great-great-grandfather, you can still qualify for Italian citizenship. Of course, there are other requirements. Uh, for example, the uh, Italian-born ancestor, no matter who it was, uh, needs to have been alive in 1861 when Italy was unified as a nation. So even if the ancestor already left Italy, in that year, as long as the ancestor was alive, then you can qualify. And then the second requirement is that the ancestor uh, who was born in Italy must have been an Italian citizen and not a naturalized U.S. citizen at the time of the birth of the next person in the Italian line. Now, let's talk for a second about these two requirements that I just outlined, because it just so happens that normally in the majority of cases, not in all cases, but in the majority of cases, it just so happens that these two requirements are met. Uh, 
So first of all, normally, because the big emigration from Italy to the US happened in the late 1800s, um, all the way until the uh, early 1900s, and it continued even later on, but uh, it was a minor uh, event. But the big major emigration happened between the late 1800s and early 1900s. And in the majority of cases, um, an American who is of Italian descent has an ancestor who left Italy in that time frame. So the ancestor evidently was born, um, and in most cases, he was still residing in Italy in 1861. And, and of course, I've said the majority of cases, because there are some people who don't meet this requirement. There were ancestors who emigrated to the US uh, way before 1861. I know there was like some some sort of uh, quite large emigration, but not as large in the early 1800s uh, of people who went from uh, Italy to uh, Louisiana and the state of Texas. Uh, I know they were looking for, uh, for work. Uh, there were like the gold mines there. And so it's possible that people who have um, an ancestor who emigrated at that time do not meet the 1861 uh, requirement, but like I said, the majority of people will because the big emigration, primarily from, from southern Italy, um, started after 1861. And then I mentioned the need for the ancestor to still hold Italian citizenship when the child was born in the US, so the next person in the Italian line, because under the Italian law, the descendant can only qualify for Italian citizenship if the ancestor was not yet a U.S. citizen at the time of the birth of the next person in the Italian line. And again, it just so happens that in the majority of cases, not in all the cases, but in, in, in uh, definitely more than 50% of these cases, the ancestor was not naturalized by the time uh, the next person in the Italian line was born because it took several years to become naturalized in the U.S. It was a multi-step process. You needed to speak English to know the uh, American laws. And a lot of people from Southern Italy uh, couldn't speak or write English properly. Um, so it was not possible for them to naturalize uh, that quickly. So a lot of them ended up becoming naturalized after the next person in the Italian line was born. And even, you know, if one of the ancestors uh, did become naturalized before the uh, next person in the Italian line was born in America, it's sufficient to have another ancestor who didn't naturalize before the next person in the Italian line was born, uh, either the spouse of that ancestor that became naturalized or a different ancestor in another family line. So if, if you see that there is a roadblock in your um, uh, father's family, uh, you can look at your mother's family if uh, your mother is also of Italian descent and see if uh, by chance the ancestor there who emigrated from Italy uh, didn't become naturalized uh, before the child of this person uh, was born in America. So like I said, uh, it's likely that these two major requirements are met for these reasons. And then a lot of people, they fear that they cannot qualify for Italian citizenship because they don't speak any Italian or because they never lived in Italy. They lost uh, uh, all the connections uh, with Italy. Uh, 
um, maybe they were very uh, connected to their grandparents when they were alive, but then when they, the grandparents passed, they, they, they no longer have this connection with Italy. They can't speak Italian, but again, that's not a problem because, as you said at the beginning, Italy is very open about these applications for Italian citizenship by descent because uh, speaking Italian uh, is not required, for example. And so even if you speak uh, no Italian, it's not a legal requirement for you to be able to apply for Italian citizenship by descent. And then again, um, if you never resided in Italy, that's not a problem either because it's not necessary for you to uh, have resided in Italy or or even have plans to reside in Italy in the future, you can apply for Italian citizenship regardless of, of, of that. So these are some of the few factors that make Italian citizenship very desirable and, and easier to obtain uh, compared to other citizenships by uh, descent. Well, thank you so much for getting into all of those details. It's really fascinating to hear about. And I'm also curious because there are going to be a lot of people who are going to have knowledge that they have family that came from Italy, but maybe not all of the details or really any of the details at all. We have spoken about this in the past, but maybe to just quickly go over it again, how is it that you and your team go over uh, finding somebody's uh, information, their, their, their documents to actually show and illustrate that they are in fact eligible for Italian citizenship and actually technically, according to Italian law, already are Italian citizens? That's a very good question because a lot of our uh, potential clients, they're like, okay, now you're telling me that it's very likely that I qualify for citizenship and I believe that I do, but how do I go about finding all of the documents that are necessary to support my application? That's going to be a complete nightmare because I didn't know where my grandfather was born or my great-grandfather. And uh, But again, for a variety of factors that, I, that, I'm, that I'm happy to explain and outline, it's not going to be as difficult as one might think to track down all of these documents and information that are necessary to uh, support an application for citizenship uh, by descent. Um, so first of all, a lot of people, I believe, are worried about finding uh, the birth certificate and marriage certificate um, of the ancestor who was born in Italy um, and who maybe was married also in Italy. They're like, okay, I know that they were from this area, but I have no knowledge of where the event happened. I don't know when they emigrated. I have maybe all the information um, from after they arrived in the US, but I know, I know nothing about um, where they were from or when they emigrated. The exact year of birth, the name of the parents of my Italian ancestor. And like I said, it's easier than, um, than one might think to track down this information because, uh, first of all, when Italy was unified in 1861 as a nation, so Italy became a nation, uh, the Italian municipality started to keep registries in a very organized uh, way. So the uh, registries of birth are very well kept. And as opposed to what one might think, normally birth certificates do exist in the town hall where the birth occurred, if we're talking about after 1861. But like I said, normally that's the 
time frame where the ancestor was born because it would be very unlikely for an American to have an ancestor who was born prior to that date. And in fact, if the ancestor was born prior to that date, it would be much more difficult to track down the birth certificates because prior to the unification, uh, the churches were in charge of keeping these registries. And while these registries might still exist in the church or diocese, um, it would be much more difficult to deal with the church to request these documents. You would have to track down the priest and ask the priest, can you please look at the registries and then they're busy and they, they can cooperate. On the other hand, uh, the municipal offices, so the town hall, is a public office and they are obligated to provide you with your ancestor's birth certificate if they have it. And in most cases, they will have it because the registries, they were very well kept uh, starting from 1861, depending on the town, maybe a little bit later because not every single town started to keep the registry in the same exact years. But let's say that between 1861 and 1871, all of the Italian towns started to keep registries of birth. So if you know your Italian ancestor's name, even if you don't know the exact uh, date of birth, if you know at least the year or uh, a range, the clerk in the municipality will probably be able to find it and give you a certified copy. Of course, we've talked about this in other videos. It might be more difficult for you from abroad to deal with the municipality, with the clerk who only will speak Italian. So it's advisable maybe to get somebody like Italian citizenship assistance who can help you and and. Uh, act as your representative when dealing with the municipality. But the birth certificate normally can be found uh, as long as you know the town or a few potential towns. But then again, a lot of people, they, they've asked me, well, I don't even know the town. That's not a problem either because uh, in America, uh, the registries of Im immigration, especially the Ellis Island re records, were very well kept in those years. Maybe not before, but in those years, they, they were very well kept. So if you can find the records of the immigration, most likely that will tell you where the ancestor was leaving from in Italy. And that can, gives you, can give you an indication of, of the town of birth of the ancestor. So uh, retrieving the Italian ancestor's birth certificate is uh, quite easy uh, compared to what some, like people might think. So it's not that difficult. And also locating all of the documents, the other documents that you need from America, so the birth certificates and marriage records of the uh, all of the other people that are in your Italian line is also uh, not that difficult because in those years, uh, the uh, towns in America, they were also keeping registries quite well. So it's not difficult to track down maybe your grandfather's birth certificate who was born in uh, Boston in uh, the early 1900s, uh, as long as you know the exact town of birth. And there are a lot of uh, genealogi genealogical websites, uh, genealogy websites that you can um, uh, look at if you want to find more information about uh, dates and places. And of course, that's something that we do at Italian Citizenship Assistance for our clients. Uh, we use not only the uh, most famous databases, but also other databases that we only have access to, to track down the information uh, for our clients even in the preliminary phase when we evaluate the case and tell the client if the person is eligible to apply for uh, Italian citizenship, we track down all of the missing details that the clients don't have to determine if the case is viable, which normally is, for all the reasons that I had explained. 
thank you again for going into all these details. It's this is I'm really loving this information in this episode, every episode. But this episode is really uh, an episode that I think is really going to stand out and help a lot of people to really figure out some of these very necessary details. But something that I know a lot of people often wonder about is if the door is open now, will the door always remain open or is it possible or likely that with a government change or with global politics changing, that maybe at some point that this might go away and they might not be able to do this anymore? How, is that a possibility or is that something that people really shouldn't be too concerned about? I'd say it's something that people should not be concerned about uh, for, again, a very specific reason which would be these people who qualify for Italian citizenship people who of course have to gather all these documents to support their application but they're just going through this process to um for the Italian government to acknowledge that these people the applicants were born with Italian citizenship because citizenship was passed from the Italian ancestor who was born in Italy to the next in the Italian line, who passed it to the next in the Italian line, who passed it to the uh, applicant for citizenship. So basically you're just proving through these documents that there, there was no interruption in the transfer of citizenship because of the immigration date, because of the naturalization date. So citizenship was passed down from one person to the other, uh, all the way uh, down to the applicant for Italian citizenship, who was born as an Italian citizen and who is just now going through a process to have the Italian consulate acknowledge that this person was born as an Italian citizen. So even if in the extremely unlikely event that the law changes in the future, it wouldn't change the fact that that person, when that person was born under the law, in effect, in that time, that person was born as an Italian citizen. And in Italy, the law applicable to a certain event is always the law that was in effect at the time of the event. But also, a change in the law is extremely unlikely because people, you know, think that okay, I qualify for Italian citizenship uh, thanks to a very uh, complex system of laws that maybe say this, that, and the other. But the law that allows people to qualify for Italian citizenship by descent is extremely simple, and which is the law that basically allows any uh, uh, baby born in uh, Italy to Italian citizens to become an Italian at birth, which is the baby is an Italian if one of the parents uh, is an Italian citizen. And the same applies to everyone who is in your uh, Italian line of descent who became an Italian thanks to the fact that one of the two parents was, or both, uh, was an Italian at the time of the child's birth. And that's how citizenship is passed from one generation to another. So changing those laws is extremely unlikely because the government would have to change the fact that the child of an Italian, even right now, today, is an Italian uh, because one of the parents is an Italian citizen. Because uh, let's not forget that in Italy, you don't become an Italian because you were born in the Italian territory, but rather even today, right now, with no exceptions uh, or very few exceptions, uh, because one of your parents uh, is an Italian citizen at the time of your birth. Now, with all that being said, I am not advising people to wait to go through this process because more and more people are finding out about this process and more and more people are applying for citizenship. So the timeline is getting a little bit longer 
now compared to the past uh, to go through this process. So I'm definitely not advising people to wait uh, just because the more we go on, the more people will be applying for uh, evidently Italian citizenship by descent and the process will become probably a little bit longer. Well, that's interesting to hear. And I think it's a very good point that you make because I know over the past decade or so about how many of the changes in wait times that I've heard about and how fast some things used to be versus how they are now. I mean, in some cases, it's still not all that long and it's still again, easier and faster than maybe having to go through citizenship through um, through residency in another country and having to wait for that because Italian citizenship by descent, it's a process that may not even mean that you have to ever go to Italy to, to take advantage of, of your birthright. Uh, but Marco, I think this is going to be a great place to round out this episode. So of course, if anybody is needing any help to get through this process and to find out more about if they qualify for Italian citizenship by descent and how they qualify, how can they get in contact with you? and your team people can contact us through our website italiancitizenshipassistance.com or give us a call our number is on our website well absolutely fantastic and of course if you're interested in more information about italian citizenship or italian real estate make sure that you are subscribed to the italian citizenship podcast on youtube as well as the audio only podcast but of course if you're subscribed on youtube you're also automatically subscribed to the italian real estate podcast and if you're interested in more information about life abroad living abroad living abroad as a dual citizen expat be sure to come over to my youtube channel youtube.com slash rafael di furia or you can search for not your average globetrotter on youtube or your favorite favorite podcasting platform of choice and you'll be able to find either the audio version or the video podcast of what I put out online and of course thank you Marco for making yourself available for another episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com I'm Rafael Di Furia stay safe and healthy out there thank you so much for joining us again and we will see you all next time later thank you